Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We are tonight's entertainment. You've got exactly ten minutes to decide if you really want to know. You have filled this city. Let's face it, this is not the worst thing you've done today. True stories based on fiction, the YouTube channel. Uh, as you can see, because we can't be in the same room because of what's going on in the environment right now, we're, we're still getting the episode out to you guys, but it's going to be via Skype. So uh, excuse us as we learn what's going on. But in any event, I'm Evan, the third host, and I'm joined by always on this YouTube channel by Randy. What's going on, bro? Hey, what up, man? Not much. So this is going to be kind of like our first video wrestling with randy is we're gonna talk about uh basically give a review of wrestlemania 36 right yeah that was something <laughs> the, uh, an event too big for one night they had to have it be two nights yeah they could have cut a lot out of whatever but, but regardless <laughs> yeah um so we said that we weren't going to break it down by night, just do like an overall discussion of it, right? Yeah. Uh, so what were your thoughts on it? Like overall, I mean, they, they they tried with what they had and what they're able to do. I mean, obviously you're taking a huge part of the show out without a crowd. But he was part. watching some of those matches, like, they were so quiet. Like, some of them, if they were talking, like, I'd, ra- I'd rather see them do more, like, shit talking in the ring and just talking crap to each other than just, my, I think my wife said during the women's match, she's like, why did they have to moan, like, every time they do that? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, the moaning was getting, it was very awful. <laughs> Especially like, fucking uh, especially Rhea uh, Ripley. Yeah, Rhea moaned a lot. It would make me uncomfortable. Yeah. Well, I'm trying to sit there with my wife watching, and the match itself was about 25 minutes, but yeah, it was just a lot of moaning and groaning. But like Charlotte kept saying, "I'm the queen a lot," but whatever. Like, I didn't hear Rhea do a whole lot of shit talking back. It was mainly just Charlotte. No. Rhea was just moaning the whole time. So, right. What is going on? Like the the ladder match for the tag titles. Like at least they were shit talking each other the whole time. Especially uh, Jimmy Uso, or was Jimmy it Jay Uso? Uso. Shit talking everybody. Yeah. Like that at least made that entertaining and play to the camera for Christ's sakes. Like no, I know there's no crowd there. Why are you trying to play to a crowd? Yes, play. You can play to the camera, but don't play to the crowd. Like like uh. Uh, like fucking Otis was doing, like his oh yeah, that doesn't work if there's no crowd. Unless he yeah. said, "Hey Michael Cole, oh yeah," that's what they should have been doing, like playing to the uh, announcers, or break the fourth wall and look at the camera and say, it. "Yes." Like, like I'm totally okay with breaking the fourth wall when there's absolutely nobody in the crowd to to play off of. Like absolutely, look at that camera and talk to it mm-hmm. or something. Like, acknowledge the camera's there, because that's your audience at this point. You're not playing to anybody else except that camera. 
Mm-hmm. So now, just stuff like that. And obviously, they're not used to this, and they're they're trained to play the crowd, and I get it. But at this point, we we're in uncharted territories. We just gotta play to you know, learn how to play to other shit. Now, uh, one thing I did enjoy with that format, though, was um, hearing the everything that the refs do because the refs are, are kind of uh, thugs sometimes. Because uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, on the John, I mean, on the Randy Orton and Edge Max match, yeah. Orton told it like the ref to count, like I am counted. <laughs> it was yeah. hilarious. They were Orton and Edge were calling their spots. Like, you yep. can hear the whispers a little bit. Goldberg, mm-hmm. you can hear. I definitely heard his whispers to, to uh, Braun, or at least to the ref. Uh, yep. To, to, to call the spots, so I mean, it's a lot tougher when there's no crowd to hide that stuff. I think they did a great job with uh, AJ and Undertaker doing the cinematic match and playing it off that way, because honestly, it keeps the Undertaker strong. I think he needs to be strong at this point of his career, but. Him and AJ made an amazing thing. On the flip side, you had the Firefly Funhouse, which I don't even know what the hell Polar opposites, bro. They were polar fucking opposites. Now, um, the every one of the wrestling YouTube channels I follow all love that match. So, which means they're all fucking Firefly crazy. Yes. That was a bad. It was a retrospective of each other's career. And, and not even a good one. Thing, which I, I didn't get at all. And the fucking Hogan and fucking uh, Macho Man oh, yeah. Saturday Night Main Event. What the fuck did they have to do with anything? Yeah. Uh, it, it, it was probably the I mean, like you said during us texting last night, like our live text of it, uh, Titus O'Neil said it best. I don't know what the fuck I just saw. He, he, he said everything yeah. right there. Because I don't know what yeah. I saw on that portion of it. I don't know what I just saw. Nope. I have no idea what I just saw. Like, Bray Wyatt gets the win. That wasn't even a match. <laughs> it, it only had those two moves. Yeah, the... He, he did Sister Abigail for... Was going to do Sister Abigail, and then he just did his Man of a Paw. That was it. Yep. And the only thing that John Cena tried to do was... Ruthless aggression! Ruthless aggression! Ruthless, and that was just fucking terrible. I mean, that was honestly probably was the worst wrong. thing I've seen in a very long time. But, uh. Points the Bray for singing Nikki's theme song. Yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah. Um. I, I would say, though, uh. Night two was better than night one. Because on night two. Maybe I got used to the a format of having like no audience there, but uh, I felt like they did as well. Because uh, as a matter of fact, man, I can't even remember any of the matches from night one besides uh, Becky and Shana, Shana uh, Baser, which was trash. Um, yeah, that match. That match ended out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. That match ended like um, a RKO. Out of nowhere. Exactly. Out of nowhere. <laughs> um, but it had Brian and Sami Zayn, but that match was not as good as it could have been. No, uh, I was bored to tears. Yeah. The only... The saving grace of night one 
was a boneyard match because it showed you how to do a, a cinematic match where they still fought. It wasn't particularly a wrestling match, but it was a brawl, which is fine because it's a boneyard match, so, so I'll accept that. It told a really good story. And I personally prefer Biker Undertaker than like Demon Taker. Because yep. like, like his old voice saying, how's it going, boy? What's he going to do, boy? Come on now, get up. You're talking all that shit. Get up. What are you apologizing for? What you apologizing for? Tell me now. And then uh, it showed his... Well, it merged both takers because like, he had like his supernatural powers as well. Yep. That was probably... I might say that might be my favorite match of the entire two-night mega event. I, I agree. And technically, it was a main event. Because it was. It was the last match of night one. Yep. So, AJ got his main event. That's true. Probably the best match of the, of the night, even though there wasn't... They didn't do, like, a whole lot of fighting, but I, just the story behind it, I think, told the best thing. Mm-hmm. And Taker uh, reliving Goldberg's punch in the window spot. Oh yeah! <laughs> Very good point. Um, I, I would say this though: uh, on night one, uh, yeah, uh, I'm trying to think of any moments from night one that I enjoyed. What they could have done to make the uh, whole thing more even-handed, they could have taken out the. Uh, Raw Tag Team Championship match match, and put that on night one. Yep. And probably put let's see, maybe the ladder match. Yes, yes. Yeah, Alistair Black and Bobby Lashley probably could have been on the pre-show of night one. (laughs) That's how bad that match was. Yeah, well, it was just Alistair going over quick. I mean, yeah. it was Lana telling me to do a move and it's showing, I don't know, dissension with Lana and Bobby, which I think the whole storyline with Lana and Bobby was done. Anyway. Yeah, because now that fuck Rushev, uh, fuck Rushev, Rushev, I can't say his name today for some reason, because, uh, Rushev. thank you, because he's MIA. Yeah, he's, uh, his contract is still being negotiated or is expired. Mm-hmm. So, so, you might not see him for a while. Same thing with the revival. Yeah, and they haven't—they already worked all their dates, so they're not getting paid anymore. But they're still still under contract. Uh, like until when? Um, I think a month or two, maybe. Damn, that sucks for them. Um, yeah. but getting back to Mania though, uh, Night Two had definitely the, the best matches. All, even though um, the good matches were too long, like uh, Charlotte Flair and um, Rhea, that was probably five minutes too long. Yeah. But it told a good story. I agree. And I feel like Rhea probably should have won. She got buried a little bit. But everyone from NXT had all this build up from like from like the Royal Rumble and from uh, yeah. everything else that they were doing in there. It, it, Invasion of shit, but then they got fucking obliterated on a uh, fucking mania. Yeah, like obliterated. Cause um, 
Shayna Baszler was hyped up so much, and that match was yep. pretty much one sided. Oh yeah, no, I'm, I'm surprised that Shayna didn't go over, but maybe just Becky putting over or going over all the MMA people for now. Yeah. Unless Ronda comes back. That's that's something that was also missing. Typically on like WrestleMania, you have like a return, a a, a really good run-in, although we did have some run-ins that were decent, but like... I say, Bianca Belair showing up, I mean, that was something. Yeah, it was, it was, because I love her. Like, she's my favorite, she's probably my top five favorite current wrestlers regardless of gender. But, I don't want her to come in and fucking fight uh, fucking uh, Selena Vega. Just be with her. Yeah. That's going to be trash. She needs to stay at at fucking NXT and fight Charlotte again. Oh, yeah. That's what she needs to do. I don't want her to come to Raw because as of right now, they don't have a good track record with people coming over from NXT to Raw or SmackDown. Not right now. So that's the worst thing that she could possibly do. It was cool that it was cool that she came out and helped her husband, her non kayfabe husband. No, I guess it would be her K. No, you heard non kayfabe husband. So that was cool. Non kayfabe husband. And that saved that otherwise boring ass match of people that I give no fucks about. And like the fucking street profits are incredible. They're, they're good on the mic. They're great in fucking NXT, but on Raw, they really aren't doing shit to me. No, they just, they had them on Raw just to be entertaining. Mm-hmm. But they haven't really wrestled a whole lot. And when they do, it's not anything like the fuck right home about. Yeah. They, yeah, they just come out, yell, get the smoke, and that's about it. Yeah. Um, now, the Seth Rollins and Kevin Owens match from night one was actually pretty damn good. Yeah. I got Owen or Kevin Owens finally got his... His big WrestleMania win. Yep. It's over Seth Rollins, which is great. Those guys were in Ring of Honor together. I showed my wife an old match of them where Kevin Owens was wearing a singlet. She's like, oh, why is he wearing a singlet? No, put the shirt back yeah. on. That doesn't sound like anything I ever want to watch. Um, And that was probably, uh, that the high spot was probably the best, best high spot of the in-ring shit. Yeah, I heard when if they were gonna be in the arena, he was gonna jump off a fire chip. Mm. So if he would have been actually at the stadium, they were they would have had a pirate ship up set up, and he would have jumped off it. So mm. something little missed. Still off the top of the logo was sweet. He got he got his WrestleMania mm-hmm. moment at a WrestleMania that'll probably be much forgotten. Absolutely. How much does it got to suck to, to win a title with no crowd? Especially like your first title. So, so like Drew McIntyre, it's his first title. And, and Braun Strowman, two first time title holders for like the big titles. And yep. they're from the most awkward, probably forgettable WrestleManias ever. Although, Braun, you know, is just another placeholder for Roman. Because Goldberg is a placeholder for Roman. Oh, and yeah. so is Bron. So Bron's going to hold it until, like, yeah. if this shit ever ends, we get back to whatever our new normal is. He He's dropping the belt to Roman. Yeah. Pr- probably fucking 
definitely. At this rate, maybe SummerSlam might be next time that they, they actually have something that's going to have a crowd. So, uh, well, they'll probably. Uh, yeah, because I don't know if they'll do any Saudi events. Oh right no! Now, since the uh, all the international travel, yeah. So yeah, Dang. but I was glad that Brian got it. Although he was saying some, some stupid shit online, like he's a new fucking self Rollins with that shit. Yeah, he talks yeah. way too much. And this dumb, ill-informed shit. Yeah, I don't see why all these people who. Who don't have jobs can't get jobs. What the fuck? Huh? <laughs> that doesn't make any sense to me. <laughs> I mean, there are, yeah, they can go. I'm sure they can find jobs. If there were any jobs right now with what the whole world is going through, Braun. Those jobs are gone, Braun. Fucking gone. Um, Logan's closed. <laughs> And both those big title matches were both very lackluster. I'm not sure. Uh, yeah, so which one was worse to you? Braun versus uh, Brock? Or, I'm not sorry, Braun versus Goldberg? Or uh, Drew McIntyre versus uh, Brock? I think. I think Braun versus Goldberg was worse. What Braun hit? Like two moves? I think I think three. He hit him with he kept hitting him with a power slam. Yeah, like that. Like like Goldberg hit like three spears, and then I don't even know if he. I think he did get like one or two jackhammers in. Yeah, the match the match in total was what if that if that, and then Braun hit like two power slams and that was it. Yep, and it's just. I don't expect a lot from either of those two guys because they're both they both have the same game. <laughs> exactly. Where a match between the two of them is not going to be good anyway. Highly unlikely. So, Highly unlikely. And but mm-hmm. they're just throwing power moves at each other all day. And it's saying because of fucking okay. Now with uh, Drew McIntyre and Brock, I don't think that the Claymore kick is as powerful as they make it seem. Like that was just fucking knockout Brock. No, even though Brock sold He did. Kick. People say that Brock is an asshole, but Brock, when he wants to, he can sell like he can sell like fucking Shawn Michaels. Oh hell yeah, yeah. When when Brock like when Brock was out from that Claymore, like he didn't move for you know a good few yeah. minutes. He stayed in the ring like dead to mm-hmm. the world. So good for him. And like, I think when Brock wants to do business, he'll do business. Agreed. And. They're paying him. They're paying him a lot to do business right now. Now, so. to that point, I wonder if Brock is coming back after this. I feel like because he he's only there when he, when he's the champion, and although he didn't sound like a new contract, did he? I'm not sure. I haven't, I haven't heard anything. But um, I, I, most of the time you'll hear news about him trying to get back to UFC to try to drive his price yep. up a little bit. I will say this though. That's about it. Uh, Drew McIntyre is not going to draw a fucking dime. Probably not. He's going to be fucking Diesel as a champion. <laughs> He's going to be fucking Bob Backlund. They got. I, like that <laughs> I hate Bob. Bob Backlund is the worst wrestler in the history of the fucking world. 
Bob Beckham's Bob Beckham's like a, a live fucking Chucky doll. It depends. It really depends on who they line up against them. I mean, yeah, sure, Brock might get like a, a rematch or whatever, and Brock would probably win. Yeah. But he's on Raw, yes, right? Yes, yep. So I could see him and AJ. That could be a good one. Like, that, that could be decent. But um, already going to push AJ again, though. They could. I mean, get as much use out of them as you can while you Yeah, want that's a good point. Because you said his years are mm-hmm. numbered. Um, also, uh, speaking of long-ass matches, Ed's and uh, Orton was maybe 20 minutes too long. Cause it, 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 it was about an hour. It was a 60-minute Iron Man match. Yeah. And I don't if they would have took off seriously, we'll say about 10 minutes, that could have been like the match of the night. One of the best matches of all time. Could have told a, an amazing story. Although people are getting mad about that Chris Van Watt spot. Yeah. But it took good advantage of the of no crowd because they barely stayed in, in the fucking ring. But it was, it was just too fucking long. And then, like, uh, as people on YouTube have said... The commentary team, because the raw commentary team was was trash, super trash, and they were fucking quiet on that whole match. Yeah. Byron and Tom, or Todd, or whatever. Byron Saxon and Todd Phillips are the two worst commentators, probably in the history of the fucking world. Yeah, they're not. Yeah, we didn't have uh, what's his name doing the commentary. King. You didn't have King or the other the other white dude with the tech. Oh, uh, Corey Graves. Corey Graves is actually pretty good, man. Corey Graves. I like Corey, but he they right. had my commentary. They had JBL and Michael, yep. Michael Cole. Michael. <laughs> and I, I'm honestly I'm not like a Michael Cole fan either. I know, I don't I never like Michael Cole. Cole. The top three of all time. Vince McMahon, Jim Ross, and the King. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, definitely. By fucking far, and like Jim Ross is the best. He's number one. Jim, Jim mm-hmm. Ross is great. He's still decent, but you can tell he's getting old, and his, and his mind is not working well. No. He called somebody Rocky Maya V the other week, I think. <laughs> Look at Rocky Maya V. I mean, Chris Jericho. <laughs> um, yeah, but the Orton. Now, the two matches that had the best stories was Orton and Edge and Otis and, and Ziggler. Now, if that would have been. Yeah. <laughs> now, if uh, Ziggler and Otis and Otis would have been during a live crowd, the entire crowd would have went, went, went through the roof when uh, fucking Otis won and kissed Mandy Rose. Oh yeah, yeah. that was a no. I'm like, oh, good for Otis. I'm, I'm sitting at home saying exactly. He's he's new people's champ because a guy like Otis getting a, 
And my wife says, why doesn't he just wear a full shirt? Why is he wearing a half shirt? Well, honey, I don't, that, that's his gimmick. That's funny. She's like, well, his gimmick is <laughs> Fair enough. That's actually really funny. Um, and yeah. then, like, doesn't, like, his jean jacket have a ham on it? It does. Uh, ham and eggers. It, 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 Steaks and it's, a, it's a weird, weird uh, fucking uh, gimmick. But that match was a little dumb, though, because on Friday Night SmackDown, you find out that Sonya Deville was the one who orchestrated everything. And now, like, she's on teams with uh, Dolph that quickly? Yeah. They should have, like, a pre-match interview that brought those two together for the match. Yeah, that kind of set it up. Because that, that didn't make any sense while she was just suddenly... Now, I get that she set up the whole thing, but... We still don't know why. And more importantly, what's going to happen to the Mandy's YouTube channel? Right? The Mandy's yeah. Donuts. Is that going to be over? Or is that going to be outside of, like, kayfabe now? I, I'm, I, I would guess they're still going to do the donut bit, but... Because I don't know how... We'll, yeah. we'll have to wait to see. I have to turn into the, turn into the next episode. Because uh, <laughs> I don't know how they'll they'll get back together. Also, the shitty part about this whole thing is where's fucking Robert Roode? Yeah, he's yeah. Dolph's tag partner. But now, like, he's a mixed tag with fucking Assigned Deville. They couldn't even do a battle royal to get everybody right. on the card. Well, I guess, uh, honestly, that's more than, 10, more people. than 10 people. So they were they were abiding by said rules. I mean... Suggested rules. I get that. I get that now. Yeah. I'm like, why was there a battle royal? Like, oh, yeah. How many cameramen do they have, though? Two or okay. three. But on so three, that five-pack women's match, five, so five people in the ring, two commentators... Yes, like it probably right at ten. Yeah, that could have been a reason why they went down from six. Good point. It was originally supposed to be a six woman yep. match, and that match was decent, but the end was kind of dumb. Yeah, like Sa- I, like I was totally ready for Sasha to turn. Yeah. Because that's what they were building. That's what they're building towards. Anyway. Exactly. And then, like, it kind of happened. But uh, I feel like I feel like they're going to make Sasha a face because now the seeds are being planted that uh, Bailey is getting the ego because like she's like longest reigning champion, and now it's going through her head and shit. And then yeah. Sasha Banks is being there for her, even though uh, Bailey's ego is getting out of whack. So I think they're going to turn Sasha to a face and make. Bailey an even bigger hill. That's where I, that's where I see this going. Which is perfect because I like Bailey yep. as a hill. And everyone expects Sasha to turn on Bailey, but if Bailey turns on Sasha, like that's a nice little swerve that works. Yep. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Um, I think we covered the bulk of everything on there. Besides, the, so yeah, how many how many drunk Iron Man's would you give it? 
Hmm. As a full event, as a as, as a, a as an event too big for one night, I would probably give it <laughs> six drunk Iron Mans. Okay. How about you? I'll just say yeah, five. I mean, I'm not mad at that. Like, just because, honestly, they, they tried for what they could do. I, I was not having a crowd. Huge knock. Um, it's a good. It was a good effort for what it was. But honestly, it, without a crowd, it's hard to yeah. watch. Because, but all they had to do, like we also said on text. They would have increased the point by, I mean, like the score by at least one or two points. Pipe in some background music like the old fucking New Jack matches on on a ECW. And they got all. That's all I had to do. Because then, like, you're worried about the lack of crowd noise. And then they can still have, like, the people in the ring talking shit. The commentators didn't have, like, that that fucking undercurrent of background music. That's all they had to do. They could have did Otis and Dolph as a cinematic match. Yeah. I mean, tell mm-hmm. a story. Agreed. I said, I was the AJ Undertaker best match yep. of the night. I would give that match 9 out of 10. Yeah, I agree. Um, but everything with everything else, I think, yeah, I'm, I'm still saying 5. It, is, it has so many things working against it. Some that weren't, I mean, also, I was going to say some that weren't their, their fault. But I think it was their fault because they could have pushed the shit back for not taking. Yeah. They could have taken anything. They could have taken some shit into consideration, or at least yep. changed something. Like you had days. To, I mean, it's a six-hour show yep. or six and a half-hour show. Jesus, more than mm-hmm. that with the pre-shows. But like piping in a crowd is not essentially no. the answer. But at least having some kind of background noise, like. With the announcers screaming at the ladder match, along with the guys talking mm-hmm. crap during the ladder match, I at least felt like yes. more involved with it. The, the commentator needed a lot more energy, especially on a Randy Orton match. Um, oh yeah, pipe in some background noise, and then also train the fucking wrestlers who are so used you see their sticks of baiting to the crowd to do something else that isn't pandering to the crowd that isn't there. Because yeah. like fucking John Cena, for example. He, he, he acted like there were actually people in the crowd when he came out. It was so fucking stupid. Yeah. So fucking stupid. Yeah. Stop looking. There's, there's nobody, nobody there, bro. There's nobody there. Stop looking at the crowd. Just come right to the mood. I do like a pose for the camera, but don't act like, don't look back and yeah. forth like, it, like there's somebody in the fucking crowd. It, it was so fucking stupid. It took me out of the whole thing. Oh, yeah. That was awful. Yep. But I think, I think that's it. Yep. Recovery, I right? agree. So, as always, uh, if you like this video on our YouTube channel, uh, we'll probably get better at the YouTube shit for the uh, Skype calls at some point pretty soon here. But be sure to like, subscribe, uh, and comment, and share to all your friends. Uh, As you see on this YouTube channel, we're doing a lot more than just, well, like, like our podcast network. This isn't just about one thing anymore. It's about everything that we fuck with. We fuck with statues, you fuck with wrestling, but, uh, fuck with comic book shit, taste tests. You can, you can expect all of that on the True Story Based on Fiction YouTube channel. Um, also check out, the, also check out the uh, podcast that comes out at least weekly until the lockdown is over. There's one episode, as we record this, one episode came out of Wrestling with Randy. Then we have an episode coming out later this week of the 
Invincible uh, Battle Report, which is a show where we talk about the comic book Invincible, and then we're going to have at least two, uh, I have an interview coming out next week with my comic book creator, so there's going to be content for you guys either in the audio or the visual means every week you'll have something. Yep, link to the podcast down below. Alright, but until then, enjoy the following. I mean, not just that's not supposed to sign off. I don't know what the fuck is going on.